We celebrate you. Welcome to Lofty Heights Christian Center, a ministry that exists to raise kingdom influencers. As a church, we emphasize three things. The Word, the integrity of it and its ability to transform, the Holy Spirit, His power and demonstration of the same, and love, love for God, for yourself, and for others. You are about to experience God's undiluted Word from God's servant, Pastor Wali Tejumade. Get ready for a transformation. In Genesis chapter number 1, we read in the scripture Bible telling us that the spirit of the Lord was hovering over the face of the deep. Bible says the earth was without form and without void. There was nothing on it. And Bible says, let there be a light and there was light. Let this happen and that happen. Let this be and that be. Everything that the Lord declared to be, he was declaring those things from the consciousness of the vision of what he had in mind of what the world should be about. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. When God gave us the gift of his only begotten son Jesus he had a vision in mind because he desired that man would not perish hallelujah glory to God so God's got a vision for every man on earth he has an expectation hallelujah so when God formed us he didn't form anybody just for the sake of forming anybody hallelujah the Lord caused us to come forth because of a vision he had in mind so that is the reason why for us as believers even non-believers it is important for us to always ask the question am I living my life according to the vision that God had in mind when he created me hallelujah glory to God I did, did also mention that godly vision is a divinely inspired idea or thought that is compelling and motivating and geared towards value creation bettering the lives of the people and influencing society I made a distinction between a dream and a vision. While a dream focuses on yourself, me, myself, and I, a vision looks beyond you. Vision looks beyond you. It looks into others. I told us that there are three elements that must be present before anything, an idea, can be termed to be a vision. Number one is that it must have the capacity to create value. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. There must be an exchange of value. This microphone that I'm having on right now, somebody invented it. The value creation is to amplify my voice such that wherever you are within the ambit of the microphone, you'll be able to hear me. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. The second thing is that it must have the capacity to transform life. Now, transforming life or value creation may be positive, may be negative. But because the focus of this teaching is actually on godly vision, let's focus entirely on everything that had to do you know with positivity and the last thing the third thing that must be present for that thought that idea to be termed as a vision must be that it must also have the capacity to influence the society hallelujah glory to Jesus it must have a way of influencing the society so when a man has an idea in mind and goes beyond him or her you know to outside to the world or to the people on how to create value on how to help people's lives better on how the society can become a better place that can be said you know to be a vision and that was exactly what Jesus did for us you know that led him you know to the cross of Calvary hallelujah Bible tells us in the book of Hebrew Bible says who for the joy that was set before him he endured the 
the cross, he despised the shame because he had a vision in mind. The Bible tells us that the, 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 the thief comes, John chapter number 10 from verse number 10, to kill, to steal, and to destroy. He says, but I have come that you may have life and that you may have that life even more abundantly. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We also did establish that vision creates focus. I told us last week that when a man says, oh, I don't know what to do. You wake up in the morning and there is no direction. It's a proof of visionless life. Hallelujah. Vision creates focus. Vision creates even discipline. It gives man's direction for living. Vision tells you what you can take and what you cannot take. I told us that concerning relationships, homes are in disarray simply because there is no vision. I, have, you, have you thought about this? You know, growing up, I was always asking myself that. Men of God, pastors, how do they end up choosing their spouses? I grew up believing that pastors' wives are always very beautiful. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. And Lady T is not an exception. In fact, she's fantastically beautiful celebrate Jesus okay when I said my wife is beautiful your microphone ceased what's going on hallelujah glory to God amen so I always ask myself so what's happening with that it's actually because many knew exactly where they were headed when I began to scout for a life partner I had an understanding of what future my, my future entails because I caught a glimpse of a vision of what my life is going to be like and the values and the transformations of life and how God is going to use me to be able to influence society. So that also tells on the kind of person I chose to end up with. In case you are single and you are under the sound of my voice, there is no point rushing. Don't manage it. If that person, the guy or the babe, is not in, in alignment you know, with the, what the Lord you know, has shown you, there is no point managing it. So this morning, we take this a step further and we'll see part two of this message, the power of vision. If you want to put a subtitle to this particular one this morning, you may say, how to generate a vision. I've spoken so extensively last week and shared about vision, you know, and all of those. And somebody may begin to ask, so pastor, how exactly do I have a vision? How do I get a vision? These things you've talked about, they're very lofty, they're very awesome, but how do I get myself into that level? Now, before you begin to ask yourself or begin to say things about how you can, you know, generate a vision or have a vision in life, you need to first focus on yourself. So it actually begins with you. It's a vision for your life first. Don't forget that I told us that when God created you, he created you with a purpose, with a vision in mind. There is, there, is, there is a way he desires that your life should be lived. There are things he desires that you should be able to achieve. There are things he's looking forward to, he's counting up on you to be able to execute. Last week I also did mention that I am actually, in same vein, you're a very integral part of the Lord's vision on earth. Glory to God. So before you begin to look out for how to generate vision, the first vision should actually be that of yourself. Have you caught a glimpse of who exactly you are? 
Can you, have you, have you been able to picture yourself in the Lord's vision? Because the Lord had a vision in mind. He does. He does. We know that very well. He does. Have you seen yourself in the light of the Lord's vision? Have you seen who he created you to be? Have you seen what his intentions are concerning you? And have you discovered what role you are to play, you know, in, in actualizing the Lord's vision? In the book of Matthew, chapter number, uh, Matthew chapter number 5, chapter number 5, 13 to 16 that we read. Amplified classic version. Please, can I have that on the screen? Amplified classic version, Matthew chapter number 5, 13 to 16. See what the amplified says. Hallelujah. Is this amplified I have here? Amen. Glory to God. You are the salt of the earth. Can you give me amplified, please? Who is on that system? Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Okay, like there, I have a network glitch. Okay, all right. Amen. Glory to Jesus. In Amplified Classic Version, the NKJV actually talks about, you know, you are the salt of the earth. You see this set upon a hill. I'm saying that I should take a look at Amplified because I really want to bring out specific things. But let's make do with this, depending when they're able to bring that up. It says, you are the salt of the earth. It says, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? Have you thought it deeply and thoroughly enough to truly understand that you are indeed a salt on earth? When you cook or when a meal is made, salt is added. What salt does, it's to add flavor, you know, to a meal. As a matter of fact, it's so much so, so, so important such that if you take a bite or you eat a food or a meal that has no salt, you'd be able to tell that this has no salt. So for your own life, have you been able to see yourself as a salt on earth? Bible says, if the salt loses its flavor, it says, how then shall it be seasoned? If a salt loses its flavor, it says, how then shall it be seasoned? Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. He went on further on to then say, in 14, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Do you indeed see yourself as a light? You know what it means to be a light? That means that wherever place you find yourself, darkness disappears. Darkness in this case doesn't necessarily mean darkness as in darkness of light. It means anything contrary to God's will. It means anything contrary to God's plans. It means anything contrary to God's purposes. That's what darkness there represents. So, it means that wherever place you find yourself, there should be no case of impossibility. It means that wherever place you find yourself, someone who is downtrodden should be lifted up. Someone who is downcast should be able to erupt with joy. Hallelujah. It means that wherever place you find yourself, there shall be, there should be no dull moment. There, there should be no form of perversiveness of the forces of darkness because you are a light. 
Glory to God. In 1 Peter chapter number 2, verses 9 to 10. 1 Peter chapter number 2, verses 9 to 10. Peter speaking in that scripture, comparing believers to non-believers, he says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Do you indeed reckon that you are chosen? To be able to generate an idea or a vision for, you know, for your life is good. I mean, for all, for, for, for things, rather, they are good. They begin with you. I mean, have you seen yourself in the light of God's vision? Have you caught it? See, I caught it many years ago. My life has never remained the same. I'm telling you the truth. Bible says that the Lord has made us a fragrance, you know, of his glory. But Paul described it as, he says, we are dispensers, you know, of God's fragrance. You know, the same way you wear a cologne and you pass by and someone say, oh, that smells nice on you. He's saying that with your walk with God, that should be the same thing about your life. Have you seen it? Have you caught it? I know there will be situations of life that will contend with the reality of what you've seen in the scripture. Bear you standing. You heard that anonymous testimony, glory to God. The only word that came out of my mouth uh, was, that sickness, say to your family and say to your parents, that that sickness, it will not be unto death. No, I didn't say that because I felt like saying it. No, I said it as inspired by the Holy Spirit. It was a prophecy. Have you caught it? Have you see if the eyes of your understanding becomes enlightened, nothing else would ever matter. Have you seen yourself in the light of God's word? Or is your work with God or your relationship with Him still based on what you can get from Him and what you cannot get? Are you lifting up holy hands only when things are rosy, when you go for the job interview and they call you up and they say, yeah, take the offer? Or when they say, you know, that, oh, no, we're, not, we're sorry, we're not proceeding with you. Some of them will not even tell you sorry anyways. You know, Jesus saved. There was a time in my life every week, you know, Sunday, for example, or you're looking for a job. You'll be anticipating, you know, what's going to come during the course of the week. I've had letters of rejection back and back to back. I had it so much such that it meant nothing anymore. You know, the Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. That became my lot. I was still gisting my wife again, reminding my wife just on, 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 on Thursday or Wednesday. I was still discussing the same thing with my wife. Have you seen it? Have you caught the light? When you do, it would affect the way you think. It would affect the things you do and how you do the things that you do. When you do, there will be nothing as important or dear in your heart as pleasing the Father. Nothing. When I was having that discussion with my wife, then I remembered, you know, um, when an offer was given to me by the government of Saskatchewan, at that period, that same week, I had three Yes, three offers. Three offers. Human resource manager in Mojo, human resource manager in one, a senior consultant with the government. I went with the, with the last one. So I called one of the recruiters. 
when she had called me back and now and said, oh, I'm sorry, um, I'm not going to be able to proceed, you know, with you guys, I would be, I've gotten another offer and I feel that that aligns more with my, with my vision, so that's what I want to do. The lady was mad on the phone. She was angry. She was already counting on me, you know, because she was an agent, she was a recruiter. So she must have assured the company that one solid guy is coming. It was cut ground for you guys. So I told her, I said, I'm sorry that I will not be able to. So she was, she was on the phone. She was livid. So oh, why? Oh, this. Is it because how much are they paying you? We'll match it up. I said, no. I said, that this is the one I want. The good boy in me was feeling bad. Ah, all of a sudden, it just occurred to me, say, come. You guys have been rejecting me all my life. If I reject you, is it a crime? Come on, celebrate Jesus. Glory to God. Have you caught it? You know, getting a vision for yourself would also beg for the question of identity. Jesus contended with the same thing. Matthew chapter number 16. Until a man begins to, is able to answer the question who he is and whose he is, he hasn't begun to live. When I say who are you, I'm not talking about my name is Wally. No, that's not who you are. When I say who's you, I'm not referring to your biological parents. That's not who's you are. Because in Christ Jesus, you've been redeemed by the precious blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. You've not been born, you know, of, 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 um, of, 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 um, what do you call it now? With righteousness, not by blood, but by the Spirit. So that actually, that biological lineage through which the blood system in you flows, huh? it's actually of no longer much relevant huh? than that of which you've been adopted and redeemed by the precious blood of the Lamb. Glory to Jesus. And because you are, that, that biological lineage has no effect on you anymore, it is the same reason why no generational curses, generational diseases, bloodline sicknesses and diseases and all those nonsense should have no say over your life. Glory to God. Paul speaking to the church in Corinth said to them, said now at this level, we know no man any longer after the flesh. He says, Jesus, Jesus, we knew Jesus after the flesh. But the result was that we were messed up. We were messed up. So right now, there is no, no, no man after the flesh. No Greek, no Jew, no all those guys anymore. No. Just one thing now matters. Because now we know that Jesus, the blood, is the tie between us and every other person. He then says, so therefore, if any man be in Christ Jesus, he's a new creation. All things are passed away. He says, behold, all things are become new. Why? Because we no longer see man after the flesh. Precious name. Oh, how sweet, hope of earth, enjoy your fair precious name. Oh, how sweet, hope of earth, hope of earth, enjoy 
Have you seen yourself in the light of God's word? Do you know who you are? Or is your identity found in material possessions? Is your identity in your academic qualifications? When you step into your office in the morning, do you glory in your qualifications, your expertise, your experiences has brought you this far? Or you reckon that actually my life is not mine. The Lord has a vision for my life. So my presence here is to do the vision of the one who created me. Glory to Jesus. So how do you generate this vision? How do you have it? Vision may come by divine inspiration. It may be an idea or a thought. And I'll tell you several. My wife, for example, she's a multi-entrepreneur. She does more. Toro's cocktail, Toro's um, flakes. Ah, by the way, I just did an advert for her. Hallelujah. And she didn't pay me for this. She must pay. Hallelujah. I can see some of our brand ambassadors at the back. The likes of Sister Dami. Hallelujah. She does all of all those stuff. They came by divine inspirations. You know why people have not caught visions? They've got no relationship with the Lord. This ministry that you belong to was birthed through divine inspiration. I told us countless times, and you all know it right now, this church is not, uh, it is not uh, uh, a man's idea. No. <laughs> not man's. If that were the case, the, 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 the speed the Lord has given to us in three years, in this city or this nation, it wouldn't have happened. And if you doubt me, if you know any other ministry, you know, within the same period, you know, with all the other challenges that we are facing that can boast of what the Lord is doing over here. Let me know. In Job chapter number 32, verse 8. Job chapter number 32, verse 8. The Amplified Classic Version. Job 32, verse 8. Amplified Classic Version. Bible says, but there is a vital force. Head above, shut up, he says, but there is a vital force. Job here was having conversations, you know, with his, with his friends. And they were saying, oh, yeah, I, I thought that wisdom comes, you know, with age. But actually, that is not the case. Wisdom does not come with age. But there is a vital force, a spirit of intelligence in man. And the breath of the Almighty gives men understanding. KJV version says, but there is a spirit in man. The breath of the Almighty gives him inspiration. Divine inspiration, divine idea. In Exodus, Exodus chapter number 31, verses 1 to 6. Exodus chapter number 31, verses 1 to 6. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. Bible says, can you display it on the screen too for them to see? Bible says, then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, see, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. What did I do? And I have filled him with the spirit of God. I have filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, and in all manner of workmanship. So that means that such a person would just begin to have torrent of ideas, a torrent of thought concerning whatsoever skill the Lord has given to him. 
Glory to Jesus. Divine inspiration. So you may be in school, you may be working, you may do, be doing business, and God may just be dropping all sorts of ideas in your heart concerning something. Let me give us a, what do they call it in law now? A caveat. That a vision was given to you now does not mean that the vision is for now. That the Lord gives you an idea now does not mean you should begin to run with that idea now. That is where most people miss it. That is where most entrepreneurs also miss it. I've been blessed with tons of ideas. When they come, many times you cannot just wait for it to just begin. You just want to launch. But you see, as believers, we must become like the sons of Issachar. Those ones who have an understanding of time and season. The vision for Lofty Heights Christian Center came in 2017. The ministry did not start until 2018. There were Lofty Heights Conference, which is the flagship, you know, um, platform that I have back home in Nigeria. That conference hosts 3,000 young professionals every January. Within Nigeria and outside Nigeria, neighboring countries. All over Nigeria, people travel from far and wide. The first edition of that conference was held in the year 2014 or 15. The idea for Lofty Heights Conference came to me as far back as 2009. Sometimes you must learn to cover that which the Lord has given to you and go through a process before you say, yes, I want to launch it. When you see an idea fail, most times it's not actually the idea that failed. It may be the timing of the idea or the execution of the ideas. Sometimes when the Lord drops an idea or a thought in your mind to be able to do something, maybe start a business for example, yes, he has given you, it also then behoves you to then ask, Lord, when would you have me start this? Glory to God. Number two, generating ideas or visions. Association. You see, I cannot overemphasize this. I cannot overemphasize this. Association. Association. The company that a man keeps will determine what will accompany the man. And you see, this is purely scriptural. We saw in First Samuel chapter number 10, from 10 to 11, concerning Saul. Bible says, when they came there to the hill, there was a group of prophets to meet him. Then the Spirit of God came upon him, and he prophesied among them. And it happened, when all who knew him formerly saw that he indeed prophesied among the prophet, that the people said to one another, What is this that has come upon the son of Kish? He saw also among the prophet. The spirit of prophecy rested upon Saul because Saul was flowing among the prophet. Don't think too far. Lot was preserved because of Abraham, his uncle. You see, vision, when you've caught it for your life, one of the things you will learn from it would be the fact that it's not everyone that can be your friend. 
You see, this that I just said right now, it's a major issue that my wife and I deal with. People see us, people like us. They want to be friends to us, but we also know how to put in the walls. The moment we don't see you, uh, in what plan the Lord has for us. See, I think I mentioned this a little bit last week on Sunday. My life changed and my relationship with people began to change. When I stopped seeing people based on material acquisition, their status, their beauty, and whatsoever thing they have. My relationship with people changed uh, the moment I began to see people the re, you know, through the lines of the Lord and asking God, why have you sent this one into my life? If that happened to you, you would understand that it is not everyone that should actually be close to you. I'm not saying don't be friendly, don't be this, don't be that. Be all of all those things and much more. But you see, when you've caught a vision for your life, you would understand it is not everyone that can be your friend. There is nothing wrong with them. They are not just in alignment with where you are headed. Simple. If you get in, onto a bus right now, you know, from downtown over here, and you are heading to south, you don't join the bus, you know, going to the east end. Because that's not where you're going to. You are heading to the south end. You move, you know, with people who are heading in the same direction as you are heading. Otherwise, you will be lost in that crowd. And that's the state of so many people. In there, you would be lost. You'd be lost and you'd realize, you'd see that actually you're not advancing in life because you are in the wrong, I'm with the wrong set of people. You know, I've shared this repeatedly. For a man's life to take, you know, a, 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 you know to have a new trajectory, a positive trajectory, one of the very major things the man needs to do is to change his association. I'm ch- just change your friends. You don't say, no, don't come to me. I don't want to be your friend again. Just with wisdom just put a put a line there when we got into this country mr jimmy people loved us wanted to befriend us we created a barrier do you know i mean you know lady my wife does not have friends you know why she doesn't like church there is no time for that she does not have time for that at all we were very direct. We were very specific in choosing friends. In choosing friends. Very specific. Very specific. And you know one thing I then discovered? The ones you are choosing, because you are very specific also in choosing them, and because they also have the Spirit of God and they know that for truth, you are being specific in choosing them. We treasure one another. Have you seen me speak, speak so glowingly about um, Brother IT and his wife? Association, association. Take a look at the life of Timothy and Paul. What what made Timothy who Timothy was? Association. Association. See, Bible says, he that walks with the wise will be wise. It says, a companion of fool will be destroyed. You cannot break God's word. There is no, you've got no vision. There is no drive and all of that. You know, change your association. Watch it. If you're always lamenting that there is no money in your pocket, watch the people you're moving with. 
If you're always complaining that you're not advancing career-wise, watch those within your immediate circle of influence. You see, where I come from, they say that when a leaf, thank God, uh, Brother Michael is there. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. When a leaf stays so long on a soap, on a lather soap, uh, the leaf also becomes a lather soap. Many have been rubbed off. Destiny had been changed by association without many people being conscious of it. Many already live in a life that's actually not theirs by subconscious association, not even conscious association. Glory to Jesus. If you're a student, you're under the sound of my voice and within your immediate circle are those who have not seen themselves advancing beyond first degree. Trust me, you will never catch a vision to also advance beyond first degree. I'm I'm telling you the truth. If you find yourself amidst people who feel that, oh no, first class is a fluke, that's not necessary. And those are the people you're rolling with. You can't make it. If you were, if you are working with two wise people, in no time you become the third wise person because the word of God cannot be broken. If you are working with two foolish people, in no time you become the third Mr. Foolish or Babe Foolish. I'm talking about association. Now, did you hear that praise report? Did you hear that? Now, this person was reaching out to people within church to be lifting the person up in prayers. And should I show, I'm their pastor. I did not know that all these things were going on. I didn't know somebody was leaving their house to go sleep in someone's house. I didn't know that they were making calls. I heard in that praise report that even if this person does not have anything to say, the other person would call and just leave the phone on in case you have something to say. Of course, I mean, I was reaching out. I was always calling. I was always praying. I'd already given the word as the, as, the, as the Lord gave it to me. But I did not know because of association. See, listen to me very carefully, Kingdom Influencers. You are stepping into the year 2022. Be deliberate about your association. Do you know that not everyone can be friends with your children? Vision. I still told us about parenting, you know, last week. <laughs> when my wife sometimes does some things, and I want to be a gentleman. You know, I'm a very gentleman. <laughs> Glory to God. Then I just say to her, I say, ah, oh, Lori, you two think, is this part of your vision for your home? It resets things. If you're a couple under the sound of my voice, I beseech you by the mercies of the Lord. Get a vision for your home. This season, before you cross into 2022, sit down with your wife. Sit down with your husband. What are the values for our home? What kind of home can you see? Is it a praying home? A docile one? What kind of songs? What kind of atmosphere do we want in our home? Talk about these things. It would help you. If you have a vision, uh, when things are not right, you will know. 
It is the lack of vision that makes people not to know even when things are not right. Bible says that Jesus, I mean God, wiped off everything he created. Why? They were not in conformity with the vision he had in mind. When certain things are going on, I ask myself, okay, so is this the kind of life that I've pictured? If it is not, I say no. Dear sister, do you know why, even though you know that that relationship is not in conformity with the vision that God has given to you and you stay pure? Because you're faithless. Because you feel that that person you are with right now is the best thing after Timothy's farmer's rap. A man can catch a vision through passion. It's passion. He can have a vision through your pain. Don't waste it. The things you've seen, you know that's not done well. The pain you've gone through. An idea may come as a result of it. So when those ideas come, you then need to subject them to tests. Number one, why am I doing this? Test number two, what is the value I'm creating? Test number three, how is Jesus glorified through this? Glory to God. As Christ lives, next week Sunday, I'm also going to continue with this teaching. Then I'll begin to teach you next week Sunday how to run with a vision. Or how to run with that idea. How to launch a vision. You've got an idea in your heart. Glory to God, sister um, Julie is here. I added sister to it because I'm on the altar. Hallelujah, glory to God. <laughs> Amen. She blogs on YouTube. It must have come to her first as an idea, as a thought. A vision can come to you as a result of something that is missing in your life. Your pain. It may come as a result of a passion. Maybe you just like, you know, gathering people together. An idea may come as a result of it. Every vision must be subjected and be submitted to the God who gives the vision. So don't say, I have it. I want to run with it. Sister Mommy is not here right now. Sister Mommy has an idea, you know, to create a, a, a support system, you know, for immigrants. Those landing in the country for the first time. That may have come as a result of her pain. Maybe as a result of something that she thought should be a need. I mean, it was a need. She sorted it out on her own, but nobody was there. And now she wants to be able to do something and fill that gap. That's how values are created. Don't forget, as I wrap up this morning, every redeemed son and daughter of God is a visionaire. The capacity to create their new. You know why people don't create? They've not caught a vision for their own life, number one. Number two, they are lazy. They cannot think. Son, you were not created on earth just for your sake. 
if that were the case, then, then God, you know, had created you in error. And it does not make an error. So it is high time you stop this me, myself, and I lifestyle. There is something in you that you can give out to the world. That you can use, you know, to bless the world. There is an investment, you know, that God has put in you. I reckon that you want to sort one or two things out, you know, and all of that, before you begin to think about those things. But I'm saying that, that there is a spirit in man, a vital force. It is the breath of the Almighty. It gives man inspiration. It gives man understanding. Rise up on your feet this morning. Yes, celebrate Jesus, celebrate Jesus, celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah, glory to God. In lofty heights, we don't like bringing our services to a close without giving someone an opportunity to have a relationship with the Lord. We've been talking about the vital force in human's life, the breath of the Almighty that gives understanding. That breath cannot be what it should be except and unless the Spirit of the Lord is in you. And the Spirit cannot dwell in you except and unless you accept the Lordship of Jesus. Because the Bible tells us, there are first many that are led by the Spirit of God. They are the sons of God. So you want to submit to the Lordship of Jesus this morning. All eyes closed, all eyes bowed. Please say this after me. Dear Father, I thank you for leading me to your house this morning. I confess of my sins. I repent of them. I declare that you are my Lord and my Savior. I believe that you died and you rose again. Please save me. Fill me with your spirit. Saturate my heart with your love. Make my life possible to please you. Give me capacity to begin to see myself in the vision that you have for my life. In Jesus' name. I give you thanks, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. We trust God that this ministration blessed your life tremendously. Do share your testimony and experience with us by emailing us at hello at myloftyheightsglobal.org. For more life-transforming messages from our ministry, please visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also stay connected with us across our social media platforms at My Lofty Heights. To give to our ministry, please visit our website. We love you, we honor you, and we celebrate you.